Next, we have the annual, fifth annual, fourth annual, not sure. The real Orwell Prize for the worst <sighs> progressive leftist. We opened liberal, up to progressive. Whatever. No. Uh, it's a very. I said this last year, but it's a very difficult award yeah. to find because, like, your liberal, your bog standard liberal is not all that liberal really yeah. anymore. Um, so we start with the socialist campaign group. <laughs> just generally, the head is a landlord. Yeah. Um, the, as individual MPs, they've done things like. Um, vote for the hostile environment. Uh, so try and support the Saudi takeover. Vote for the hostile environment. Can't remember. There was something I was looking it up a while ago, and it was like at the time. So yeah. it may not be any of the new intakes. So I might be impugning them. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, a good half of them at the time voted for the hostile environment policies. Um, and yeah, you know, like local. Like there was a Newcastle MP who was like, "We really need to get this Saudi deal done with." Uh, Newcastle United taking over Newcastle United Football Club and just it, it came up a bit more like the past couple of days because of the Ukraine thing because it's like they're all anti-NATO and the mm-hmm. dangerous people inside of the Labour Party and it's like yep. they they vote with you on everything yep. there's no fucking difference yep yep um, next we have <laughs> Michael Walker of Navarra fame. Now, I have shied away from doing these kinds of things because I don't really see much point in that kind of beef. What intra left beef? <sighs> well, I would if he was in any way. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it, like oh, this little dude. It fucking like there's a whole bit where he where West Street and came out and said something about uh, having the debate about trans people. Hmm. And he's like, oh, I think West Street and comes well across here. We need to create a space for there to be debate around trans people. We need to debate trans people's existence, yeah. And Shut the fuck up, little guy. Like, talking about how much of the... Like, like inevitably this year it has gone back to Section 28 because it is the most apt yeah. co- historical comparison. And saying him saying, like, how much of the lesbian and gay movement was directed towards arguing who and who was homophobic? It's like, a lot. Because it was quite important for survival and general like political equality to yeah. work out who was going to be receptive to the things that you were trying to get done, like, I, and yeah. who was also well, you know who was not going to fucking punish you, yeah, out of existence. Um, Michael Walker is one of those guys who has never positively added to a single discussion or argument no. ever in his entire existence if he says anything good it always tends to follow something else it's like somebody else basically yeah he just strikes me as a doofus um his takes are bad he's got bad takes about um how we should support keir starmer that's one thing but it was this really the the um we need a space for anti-trans voices um paraphrasing that's not exactly what he said but that is what he meant yeah Um, Uh, he, he actually said it requires space creating space for people to disagree yeah, I, I think it would be a good idea for the Guardian to have that space. <laughs> <laughs> Just, oh. And stuff like, um, so it was during the pandemic. He said, um, uh, "This was something that I really remember him saying was like, nurses and teachers striking at this time is bad because it's an emergency during COVID." And it's like you should only strike when it's convenient and and for for your employer and for the everyday person. 
specifically saying they should be compensated for extra work, but these aren't normal times. And it's like, why do you think people strike when it's they are extraordinary times? With fundamental misunderstanding of the relationship between what the relationship should be between the unions and the bosses, which is yes. confrontational. Yes. And you shouldn't wait for your... Like, it's the famous Sun Tzu quote. I'm sure Sun Tzu said something about waiting for your enemy to be perfectly ready for your attack. <laughs> and look them straight in the eye and say, oh, that looks bad. Yeah. We're drawing half your army. Yeah. He's, an, he's an optics guy, and it's, it's grown increasingly like thin mm-hmm. over the past few years. Mm-hmm. And just to the point where he ends up looking... Although he's portraying himself as like the sensible one in the room. He looks ridiculous. Oh yeah. He looks utterly ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Because like okay, yeah, on Keir Starmer he said um oh they he's going to be the next candidate at the general election. His polling is okay, he could be PM. The reason left and right focus on his weaknesses are because we they believe if he took stronger positions he could do better. It also suggests how he'd govern. And it's like no, it's because that's yeah, I mean it is the second bit. It's not the first bit. People People aren't just thinking about how it looks to other people. People yeah. are thinking about their own interests, and they should do. That is the point of politics. It is a negotiation over scarce resources yeah. among a groups of people with different objectives. Like, I, And to have the class war social democrat thing in his abbey, it's like, do you know what class war is? Mm-hmm. It is there is a conflict there. Yeah, yeah. Um, it just, yeah, it's just very, very... It's hard because he's one of those ones I um, I blocked a long time ago because he was oh, um, yeah. he was angering up the blood. What does he think he's doing? I mean, I, I don't even know. He's if the he... sensible one at Navarro. Okay. I, I think hate, that's how he thinks. Yeah, I hate, being, I hate being that person because, there, because yeah. there are a lot of people who say that about <laughs> Novara who's like, oh, they're just waiting for a, a cosy media position. It's like, yeah, I think that's true for him. 100%, yeah. yeah. 100%. Yeah. You know, I again, my conflicted relationship with... Uh, the, like attitude towards Novara, yeah. notwithstanding, he is the one who, yeah, at one hundred percent wants to do that. Yeah. Uh, next we have, oh, Super Tansky, baby voice, baby brain. <laughs> <laughs> so if you haven't seen who Super Tansky is, um, oh. you won't because she basically blocked everybody. I think <laughs> she, um, she did block a lot of people. She, she blocked us. Like she blocked like we never tweet anything. She blocked me. And I don't really do any politics tweets from my account. I mainly like do gaming things. I presume it's because of who probably like something or like something. Yeah. yeah. Um, she does like is it YouTube videos or TikToks? TikToks. Or is it both? It's TikToks where she basically talks. Step into the future, old man. <laughs> <laughs> she talks in a high pitched. Well, she's got a YouTube channel as well with ooh one point three thousand subscribers. It's not many. One point three thousand, as in one thousand three hundred. Yes. Ah, right. Yeah. So, <laughs> Cheek, yeah. She basically talks in a squeaky voice at a funny angle and says, oh, the simulation is broken. It's so weird. I hate Boris. He's so messy. That's it. <laughs> so like, I, that's it. She does the um, the liberal conjoined swear word thing a lot. Yeah. Yeah, she does. Yeah. Uh, it's like she, she does the combined swear words. And I think this is a combined fetishes of like angry mommy combined with like daddy yes. dumb little girl so like sometimes she'll uh, raise her voice and she'll curse and then she'll speak in a breathy tone and then she does a baby voice so yes. she's really like running the gamut of uh <laughs> of, of pervert pervert asmr um for the cause well you know when that, with, the, with like the death of fuppy and like that yeah. movement it's not going to get anywhere anymore so it's like you're trying to reel in the pigeons. Yeah. So you can either go with the Carol Cadwallader, um, 
I'm a sensible person. This is the most dangerous thing I've yeah. ever tweeted. Or you go for the EU Supergirl, um, oh. I'm baby uwu. Yeah. Or you could try and go for both. That's a good point, yeah. <laughs> and she reaches high. I want a girl bone, Yvette Cooper. Oh. You know, that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, she's awful, awful. <laughs> ah, Marina, Hyde. Marina Hyde with rabies. I have never read a Marina Hyde article. I don't know anything about Marina Hyde apart from the fact that the worst people in the, the world The Super Tansky thing, it's that. It's one. It's really very similar. Really well, very you know, similar. I, I have, no, I have also never read a Marina Hyde, uh, but I did see uh, Super Tansky in a conversation with uh, Mitch Ben. Uh, who oh, perfect. They, they, they agreed that perfect. Mar- they agreed that Marina is go home and burn your laptop good, and it's like God, I wish you fucking would. <laughs> that's like that's nightmare blunt rotation. <laughs> the the, th- the other thing that's being like you're you're at a party and you know you're at a party and you're standing in the kitchen. And then you get caught in a conversation and then, and the conversation is like, oh, I don't like this political conversation I'm having with this guy who happens to be Mitch Ben. And then he calls over his friend, Supertansky, and you try (laughs) to drown yourself in a sink. But it's not a blunt rotation. It's not even a CBD rotation. They're smoking like legal high uh, potpourri. (laughs) Smoking potpourri. There's the other, the other aspect to her is that this was what made me think, I kind of thought she was an astroturf for a while. Yeah. Um, as in, like, there's some MP she's friends with, and she crafted that kind of persona to, like, yeah. push generally a particular couple mm-hmm. of MPs who, who she knew. Because she really hates Owen Jones. Like, oh, yeah, they are really yeah. badly. I it's mean, like... yeah. Not like the normal thing of he's shit sometimes, and sometimes he's. No, it's this right. insane. But it's a proper insane, you are the most dangerous person I have mm. ever met. Yeah. It's like, have you seen his not? That's about? the problem. Have you seen his jumpers? Look at those jumpers. <laughs> like, they're nice. They're, like, he's a nice boy. <laughs> like, and I disagree with him he's a okay. lot. But he's a nice. No, the thing is. Yeah, I sometimes he's a bit just, of a weenus. He's, I think he's, he's, a, he's I think just he's a, okay. I think, I think he's yeah. a nice person. And he's got I think he's a he's nice got person. I don't Glenn, think he's going to get he's anyone killed. A, he's got a bit of a Glenn Greenwald style short fuse as well. And maybe that's a result of being on Twitter. But he he's a becomes a angry He's our age and he's been sometimes. screamed at solidly since he was 18. Sure. Mm. I, I'll excuse his short fuse. I don't really give I a I don't like defending Owen Jones, but he seems really nice. Yeah, sure. Um, he's, he's but fine. yeah, like her militant hate of him did make me think that she was. Uh, yeah, it's like there's something else going on. Here, but no then I saw her. Like, but then I saw that she came out explicitly that she's not a turf, which made me think, oh, oh she's yeah. definitely not yeah. an after yeah. turf by the Labour Party. <laughs> also, it's, it seems like, like from the people that she hangs out with, it seems more like she's been astroturf by Femi. There's like. <laughs> Like and if he's got enough money to do that, then they definitely pathetic. gave too much money to the um, <laughs> Fodbeats. To the another... No, it wasn't another Europe. It was possible. It was... Um, what was his org? NATO. Europe. <laughs> <laughs> CIA. <laughs> no, they'd never let him into the CIA. That's why he went there with his keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> holding up holding up a, uh, a boombox, playing Say Anything. <laughs> Outside CIA headquarters. <laughs> Just playing Ode to Joy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next. Uh, next we have Paul Mason. I mean, what more can we say? I believe he won this category last year. He certainly won and it once well before. Earned. Well earned. Well earned. He's only gotten madder and more mm-hmm. extreme. Um, and in like the true Orwell Press thing, he would send all of our names to <laughs> the secret police service <laughs> to have us black-backed. Um, 
there was one particular quote that really stood out to me that he made this year. The only way, uh, this was on um, changing the uh, leadership election rules in, within Labour. Oh, yeah. Uh, the only way we stop bureaucracies squeezing the life and talents out of Labour is to make them accountable to members and not to some invisible style guide understood only by white middle-class male graduates who've never been in a riot. What do you think Starmerism is, mate? <laughs> what the fuck do you think the Labour Party is? White male graduates who've never been in a riot? What the fuck are you talking... He's in... Uh, sorry, I don't... I, I do throw around these... these, these, uh, these, these words a lot insane maddening and, and things like that and i don't mean to like use them over overuse them in in that way but that he doesn't have any conception of what's actually going on he's just going to keep talking mm -hmm. his fucking endless lists of this is what we need to do right now yeah. he thinks that just by talking he genuinely thinks that just by tweeting loud yeah. not even talking loud tweeting loud yeah that that makes him the winner yeah yeah oh yeah, he is pain he is a painful, painful man. And like we've got a lot of good stuff coming from Paul Mason over the next year with Ukraine. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. How to stop fascism and NATO seem to be his things this it year. Seems that you just don't understand NATO from a from a um a Marxist, Marxist perspective. <laughs> that what are you talking about? And never elaborates. Never goes oh, no. never, never never explains himself. No, he's the, um, never he's pause, the David never Lynch explain. the David Lynch man of the <laughs> <laughs> Can you elaborate? Well, he's no. one, he is one of those people who seems to be the guy who feeds on, who thinks energy is the most important thing in like a political movement. Not coherence, yeah. not like justice, anything like that, but it's where the action is, which is why he likes war so much. It's why he likes Athens so much. He's one of those... Yeah, I was going to say, he's a like a big, weirdly pro-war guy, isn't he? He's one of those weird guys like, um, like a lot of the agrocentrists who are like obsessed with the old... You know like how we're kind of obsessed with a lot of the old left-wing groups. Yeah. But we don't think they have any power. Well, the, yeah. If but he if thinks it does. Yes. Yeah. Um, and he's got that thing it's going for him as well, which is, like, which is kind of weird. Yeah. Things like that. He thinks he's seen something, and it's like, you haven't seen anything. Like, has what he do done, like, a long tweet at? thread saying, like, oh, my God, you can't trust this person because they were at a Posadas meeting? Because mm. yeah, I, I was going to say, it's not <laughs> nearly as cool as Posadism. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I could see him getting really angry if he was, like, this person was a Posadist. Well, that's the thing. He never calls out individual people. Yeah. He only ever calls out fictional tendencies. Yeah. Yeah. Making up a guy to get mad at. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we also have... So this is, a, this is a repeat from earlier. Angela Rayner. We have mm. talked about her a bit. I think the... Yeah, it's just basically She her. doesn't get to him in this because she has no liberal or left-wing credentials. No, I don't agree. I don't agree. I think she... I think she being a single mother isn't is a so, no. I think the the soft left element of what she did. I don't want to go. I don't want to go into like whatever the Labour Party becomes and pretends that at one point a number of us weren't supporting and defending mm. these people. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. The, the you know from whatever comment they made, and she did appear to be slightly more than enthusiastic about the Corbyn like yeah. policy thing, and now she's not. And now we know. Like a lot of them, she was either yeah. lying or she was well, or she's just we blows with Career focused. Yeah. Or, yeah. or saw what, what she could get. But yeah. that's what makes you a bad leftist. I mm -hmm. mean, yeah. like, mm -hmm. you know. Okay, so that's it. For who is the worst liberal, progressive, leftist? See, I'm going to say Paul Mason doesn't get it. He's got it too many times. Because he's going to yeah. be guaranteed to get it next year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This because is gonna he's going to be, be on year. fire this year. But give a yeah. newcomer a chance. I mean, it's unfair, to be honest. Yeah. An actual war in Ukraine with Russia involving... 
well, maybe yeah. not involving NATO, but NATO adjacent. Yeah, like Tanahashi can't be in the title titles um, conversation all the time. <laughs> um, I mean, it's very out of date. It's a it's a difficult one. I mean, Super Tansky and Michael Walker could not oh, really be more different. Tansky's so good. Um, because like. Tanshi's a new like, up and comer. He's been pushing out shit Michael takes Walker's for been us. the same forever. Yeah, he's he been pushing out changed. shit takes for ages. But yeah, okay. she's like really annoyed me this year. Remember, we also had the socialist campaign group. Now that's unfair because it's multiple people. But at the same time, that's literally the only thing you're supposed to have left. That was the stay in and fight part of it. And there are like thirty. There are thirty three of them, I think. That's not an insignificant amount mm. of those MPs. And if you can't do that. That really is yeah. Labour is not no, the home it's of them. I think they are, you know, Super Tansky is not really a leftist. Is no. she as funny as she is? <sighs> yeah, it, th- this is why I know it's we've expanded it to progressivism. Yeah. Um, no, I think I think it's the socialist. I think it's the socialist campaign group, and they can um, they can come to a socialist agreement on who gets to keep the crown which day. <laughs> Okay, so this one is an Irish band, Give Us the Vax, the vaccination song, by Foil Arms and Hog, which is a good name. Better a foil arms than a paper hands. (laughs) I've been a very good boy, did all social distancing. I adhere to all the rules, I didn't skip a thing. This is Northumberland. But with things going back to normal, the restrictions I'll not miss. Cause when I get my vaccine, I'm going straight out on the piss. Hey! Okay. Okay, yeah. I don't know how many I put the obvious. Yeah, but it's not. I don't ever think after me, I'm trying to live up down. This will probably end up being an artifact. I go straight out on the town. Hey! Because they've, you know, finally punched hey! the hey! haircut. Yeah. Give us the facts! We want it now. Give us the facts! We don't care how. Moderna, AstraZeneca, Johnson, Johnson, or Pfizer. I'd even take the Sputnik. At this stage, I don't care. I've done my share of walking. There's no Netflix left to see. Oh, no. Sure, what's the point in Duolingo if you can't get to Italy? Uh, I've sacrificed my freedom, seen the economy collapse. But when they open Lannigan's, I'll drink straight from the taps. Hey! I can respect it. I I can respect the song about how desperately you just want to drink booze. Give us the facts! Give us the facts! There's another two minutes. Okay, that, that uh, loses uh, a point. That's too fucking long. You've yeah. said everything. You've yeah. said everything you needed to in a minute and a half. There was a Mitch Ben song that was like that, but that one immediately got vetoed because it was too, it, it made me too crazy hours. because he kept on <laughs> Yeah, you see, there's always the It was the a two-hour rock opera. That's it. why that's not bad, because there's always the worst version of well, that. Well, Mitch Ben was constantly talking about licking people's faces. He oh, were the horny old God. fuck. Yep. Fucking Warren Ellis and yeah. That one, that one, <laughs> that one I, I don't mind as much. Um, it's fine. Like it, it comes from a um, good place. Yeah, and, and they're not terrible musicians. Yeah, to be fair, I was. That's what I was very excited about about yeah. getting vaccinated. But yeah, that's that's okay. Yeah, yeah. I will give that. Hmm, 
I'm going to give that five shillelaghs. Ooh. I am going to give that six of those Irish drum rings, Budrans, Burans, whatever they're called. Oh, the little boom, boom, boom. Yeah. <laughs> Doing the hand movement for people to not see. Yeah, that's perfect. I'm going to give that um, a tourist from Boston um, <laughs> in a pub in Dublin on St. Patrick's Day asking for an Irish car bomb and being chased away with pitchforks. <laughs> Okay, the next award is the Football in the Groin Award for the funniest moments. Fantastic. Hey. I'm looking forward to this because, like I said before, last year was one of my worst ever years, like just personally and mentally. You were looking forward to this award to... Yeah, I want to know what's good. Like this is gonna, yeah, gonna gonna help. Like you out. I reframed this water in my mind. This is like proper, like a mandala, a watershed. Like, you know, put, doing another thing, and then I'm gonna. Did just you just compare wipe yourself to Nelson Mandela? No, like doing the the art thing, the spiraling things. A mandala. Mandala. There we go. Oh then, right, sorry. <laughs> you said, I'm this like, like Mandela. This is like Nelson Mandela walking free. <laughs> <laughs> This podcast awards show. <laughs> yes, in many ways. <laughs> and then two weeks later, me in spite. How the censorious left came for me. <laughs> um, no, but I'm looking forward to, you know, rounding it off, balling it up, burning it, <laughs> and moving on. So, okay, funniest moment. Funniest moment. First, we have Bean Dad. Do you remember this? Oh, God. This was literally the second day of 2021. <laughs> uh, it refers to, if you don't remember, musician and podcaster John Roderick, uh, who on January the 2nd, 2021, tweeted a lengthy thread telling the story of when his nine-year-old daughter asked him to open a can of beans, but he insisted she figure out how to open it herself using a can opener. So yesterday, my daughter, nine, was hungry and I was doing a jigsaw puzzle. So I said over my shoulder, make some baked beans. She said, how? Like all kids when they want you to do it. So I said, open a can and put it on in the pot. She brought me the can and said, open it how? At this point, I said, I don't want baked... Uh, she, she then continues to, like, tr struggle to use this can. How old's the child? Nine. Nine, okay. Uh, at this point, she said, I don't want baked beans and marched off. And then Apocalypse Dad went into full the road mode. And he said, sweetheart, neither of us will eat another bite today until we get into this can of beans. She screamed. So six hours went past and then she finally got into the uh, tin of beans and they had beans. Starving my child. Okay. Throwing the looms. Okay. Didn't this get him fired from like the McElroy Brothers podcast? It did. Well, <laughs> this didn't, but uh, give okay. me a moment. In his defense. <laughs> right. I was wondering where you'd come down as on the only, As the only actual dad here. There are some times where you I can get you yourself... I Well, no, I wouldn't do this because I wouldn't deprive my child of beans you wouldn't do it for six hours <laughs> well, the thing. I, could, I, would, I could see me doing it for half an hour <laughs> yeah until it started um, being funny because I can see getting into that that mode with a child where it's like no you do this and then it becomes like a thing and then you like you can't back down now I without blowing my own trumpet I'm a good dad so I don't really what? get into those situations well, also, where it becomes like a life or death situation. I think it's very important you feel more... It, they All the baby books say it, that you should feel more skilled and capable than your nine-year-old 
child at all times. I've got that because every, every month I make a play me a trick. I feel real good. <laughs> the capstone to this is pretty good. Okay. Uh, his apology. Mm-hmm. I framed the story with me as the asshole dad because that's my comedic persona and my fan, fans and friends know it's a bit. As for the many racist, anti-Semitic, hurtful and slur-filled tweets from my early days on Twitter, Wait. I could say only this. All those tweets were intended to be ironic. <laughs> yeah, so the thread also uh, uh... led people to discover that some of Roderick's old tweets were... To say problematic and racist and homophobic and anti-Semitic uh, would be an understatement. Uh, uh, I'm not going to repeat them here, but suggesting that the Fourth Amendment was perverted by Jew judges <laughs> and that the Founding Fathers intended the USA as a white homeland was indeed, Rob, uh, what led to my brother and brother and me uh, dropping his song as their intro music to their podcast. Oh, just charming. Yeah, I haven't done that. <laughs> I haven't done that. There's still time. <laughs> no, I don't, oh, no, but like you know, you do. You, it's hard. To, it's hard to get across just the weird headspace you can end up in when you're in an argument with a child. He says, draining another can of ale, <laughs> typing slurs into his tablet. <laughs> yeah, I haven't got that far, and I don't think. No, she's she's 21 now. She's not. She can't wind me up as much. <laughs> yeah, because she's capable. She can get into that tin bean. She'll get her own beans. <laughs> yeah, she'll buy her she own can beans. genuinely get She'll her just own order beans on toast on Uber Eats. <laughs> they won't judge you for being a bad father anymore. Just, you know, sanction her because she can't afford beans. Mm. Make her go to a food bank. Uh, next, we have transphobes getting mad at that John Lewis advert. The John Lewis advert had, a, 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 I think, a, a kid in drag or a gender neutral child. Gender neutral child. That was running around mm-hmm. making the house mm-hmm. a. Um, the reason why this was the advert was framed in this way is because it's John Lewis trying to sell you insurance for the yeah. furniture you're buying with them, right? Yeah. But no. And like, kids are messy. Yeah, they are. Babies are fucking gross. Yes. Okay? <laughs> it actually wasn't about insurance. It was actually a calculated insult towards the gender of woman. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> started getting real mad at this. Well done, John Lewis. You have, I assume, inadvertently captured the pure essence of what is making so many uneasy. The manifestation of pure privilege to destroy an environment securing the knowledge someone else will have to pick up, pick it up after you. Someone saying, it's probably illegal. Advertising standards with FSA rules say you can't advertise something that won't cover what it infers. Wanton destruction is not accidental damage. The piece, the bit that I remember from this was, um, I think it might have been someone. It could have been someone calling into LBC. It could have been a Guardian columnist. Um, saying that he knocks over a photo, but it's a photo of the grandmother. <laughs> oh, like tradition, or no, like or an, an woman. old woman. The God, mother-in-law Lewis. jokes, yeah. really. John Lewis are so targeted in their abuse; it's revolting. No, they've been at this for years, haven't yeah. they? First the white race, and now <laughs> they couldn't stop there. No. Next, we have oh, uh, Femi Femi's confession. Okay. <laughs> Which one? The keyboard or the slurs? <laughs> Picture the scene. This wasn't in the tweet. The tweet is... Okay. May 2020. And this is all... By the way, this tweet is laid out as... Almost like poetry. Because it is. <laughs> May 2020. I went on a first date in a park. Stayed two metres apart. I serenaded her on my digital piano. Rules meant we barely met until July. One of many relationships that didn't survive 2020... 
Meanwhile, Boris was hosting Downing Street garden parties. Hancock was shagging colleagues. This is way better than that Armando Iannucci poem, by the way. <laughs> the, thing, the best thing about this one was nice when he followed it up with pictures of the... Well, yeah. Videos. Yeah. Videos of him singing, let's get it on. Yeah. Oh, I, oh Femi. Mm. Nature's sweet little idiot. I, mm, I, he's he is a fucking idiot. Yeah. But, when was the um? When was the slurs? one? was that like last? Is that twenty twenty maybe? Slurs. When he was when saying he like said, if, <laughs> if if any video uh, surfaces oh, of me playing Call of Duty. Yeah. We had that last <laughs> year. Uh, didn't we? Did we? Yeah. Um, uh, that was if any. Yeah, I was playing Call of Duty and having a heated gaming moment. <laughs> was getting ahead of the heated gaming. The video it never came out either. But also amazingly, so said they never came the out. Idea, I wanted, idea, I'm, I'm going to go to my grave <coughs> wanting to know what slurs he said. The idea that it was a huge scandal in the making that would yeah. completely unmake his, his political his, project, his, his non-existent career. career. It would destroy the Remain movement from the inside. I mean, can you imagine? If Femi went around with nothing to do <laughs> because he wasn't part of Choose Europe or whatever the fuck. Oh, but like, oh, the taking a keyboard. That's serenade. sweet. I like, don't know. me and that you are. Is sweet. Like, it's dope. Me and Adam are musicians. Very silly. Bobby's done music. Have you ever tried to serenade a woman in a. Like, have you tried to serenade a woman ever? Fuck no. No. I like. Sexy playlist is about as far as it gets. I mean, yeah. like, I can. The thing is, like, yeah, I was technically a musician. I could never really play any instruments. I just, mm. like, manipulated MIDI to make it sound like I could. Or well, like a I true musician. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't. I you couldn't. weren't a musician, you were an artist. I, yeah. That's true. Yes. Yeah. I was a sandwich artist at Subway, and I was, uh, <laughs> I've, I've held it in my heart ever since. No, but even if I could, I don't think I'd do that. Yeah, it feels like, especially like early on in a relationship, it feels really aggressive. First date. Yeah, that is a bit First weird, date. No wonder she didn't come back. Yeah, going in hard. Yeah. It's like going on a first date, you bring out your ukulele and sing Prayer to God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, this is a story of our last relationship. <laughs> the one true God above here is my prayer. <laughs> there are two people here and I want to kill them. <laughs> um. <laughs> it's like... Just pulling out got... my ukulele and getting all 48... 42 minutes of dope smoker out of the ukulele in a park. He's lost all the... Fo- he, he is one of the people who he's lost all the focus. Sorry. He's lost all the focus. Yes. Someone like an Ozkatagy has laser focus. They will mm. keep banging on about their shit mm. constantly forever. I'd like to hear his serenade. He's lost... Yeah. <laughs> he's lost focus and he's like, yeah, I did a stupid thing and this is somewhat about politics but mainly yeah. it's about me being stupid. I like this. I don't like Femi. I like those kind of stories. Yeah. I like yeah. I like some wistful um, self reflection on being a bit of a doofus. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's well, also, like, I don't think like he. That. I don't even know if he thought that he was a bit of a doofus here. I think he's just like sad that the relationship didn't go anywhere. Yeah. Um, but I like I like self depreciating. Um, you know, we're all doofuses. The yeah. condition yes. is a yeah. parade of being a doofus. We've all done cringe, and there's something to be celebrated about exposing your cringe and. What's more cringy than bringing your keyboard to sing to a first date? It's adorable. In public. Aww. Aww. And at least it wasn't like um, that weird piano guy in Bristol, was it? Who was like playing piano. Oh, oh that the, one who yeah. the one who wouldn't stop playing piano. Yeah. Yeah, that's because like, his ex left him. It's yeah, not that, that creepy. creepy. It's just cringe as fuck. That's kind of I don't know. That that guy. That, was just that is creepy. Either either the relationship is over and yeah, it, or it's not. Like I don't know. Yeah. 
next we have Havana Syndrome. I don't really have much to say about this other than <laughs> ow. The concept brain... of Havana Syndrome. <laughs> Havana Syndrome, if you don't know, is the uh, uh, pseudo-targeted laser weapon that CIA and American State Department officials believe is being targeted at them <laughs> when they are at embassies abroad that gives them headaches and nausea and such. It's a, a quiet weapon. It's a quiet weapon for a silent war, except it's a very loud weapon. Um, and strangely, it sounds a lot. I heard that recording. It sounds a lot like the cicadas that are native to that region. It does. <laughs> Amazing that they disguised it like that. Oh, I love. I yeah, I love the, the very good. concept of Havana. Syndrome. It's very good. They literally paying them medical insurance. The U.S. From the state. The U.S. Special medical insurance to cover all of their medical bills for the rest of their life for Havana syndrome sufferers. Amazing. They earmarked like 70 million or something. No way, no way this is a grift. Yeah. Incredible. Jesus. Amazing. See, look, when, like, I've been on holidays before to foreign countries where I've ended up with a lot of headaches, like in the mornings. Hmm. Is that because of targeted ray guns? It is, yeah. Okay. Although cool. targeted ray gun was the name of the ale you're drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Next we have uh, <laughs> Raphael Baer on how Corbyn made his heart explode. Um, this is in an article that he wrote called What Having a Heart Attack Taught Me About Brexit <laughs> The combination of Brexit and Corbynism had me in a state of fizzing unease Even when I looked composed or sounded detached in print I was inwardly pacing and not in agitation I slept too little, ate and drank too much I was distracted at home, impatient and shouty with my children Alright Dave Matthews in, fo <laughs> in photos from that winter, I looked puffy and grey Like my collarbone photo I knew that social Corbin media, gave me gout. I knew, that, I knew that social media was the main pipeline bringing anger and anxiety into every corner of my waking life. I tried to ration my use during the 2019 election campaign, relying on other sources to find out what was going on. But by then, I had already been contaminated. Stress was in the atmosphere of British politics. A fine chemical mist that soaked everything, soaked everything in my heart. It was absorbed in my skin. It got into my blood, into my heart. The, the election was so bad. And the, the, like, the debate over all of it, the entire environment was so poisonous that I took myself away from Twitter and just focused entirely on tabloid news as a place that would <laughs> definitely not make me lose my mind to make me have a heart attack. Oh, he's such a fucking idiot. He is a... Corbyn is an anti-Semite guy. By oh, the yeah, way. I know. He's a fucking piece of... Sh he's such a fucking moron. And um, he's the shoes. Um, shoes don't look like feet. Guy. Oh, is he? Oh, is that a new thing? I've missed right. that. No, that was ages ago. That was like shoes... shoes. Don't look like feet, and that's what's wrong with them. I'm not mad. Don't look at me like I that. I don't know. I 100% believe you. Okay. Next, we have um, uh, ex-Fubpies and anti-Borises generally trying, rallying around trying to get a unity candidate for North Shropshire when there was a by-election. Why don't we have Rory Stewart? Let's have David Miliband. Emma Kennedy saying, oh, God, yes. Opposition assemble. <laughs> Uh, like, come on, you don't need this now. It's done. You've yeah. got two parties back. You yeah. don't need why what do you need a unity candidate for? Yeah. You don't need it. It's You've fine. got a unity candidate. It's Boris yeah. who it, you voted well, for no, the last election. Your opposition candidate yeah. is now the Labour Party or whoever's the opposition MP. Yeah. That's it. Sorry. Yeah. You don't like this system. Wouldn't it be funny if um the Labour Party put forward the notion of a unity government now when there's a war going on in a country that's got nothing to do with us? That's really interesting. I could see them trying it. It would be very I genuinely could see them trying it. Trying to get in through the back door. 
Yeah. Like coalition like between Ali. Lib Dems and uh, <laughs> coalition between Lib Dems and Conservatives, but Conservatives and Labour. Yeah. yeah. Pretty, With Lib Dems across, across yeah. like Ed Davey yeah. just. That'd be pretty good. <laughs> Keir Starmer waking up one morning, looking out the window, seeing thing, a rake right? in his back garden and running out and just stamping on it and hitting himself <laughs> in the face. Yeah! Um, the, so this is technically a bit 2022, but I think okay. it's, it's justified because it was happening all through 2021. The BBC getting hit with cuts, license fee freezes, and eventually the end of the license fee, despite all. Yes. Incredibly funny. Like, the BBC, generally the choice of, like, centre-right and liberal viewers mm. and what they project onto it as unimpeachable fact-based reporting or whatever. And they threw everything at the Tory campaign in 2019. Absolutely everything. No criticism. Up to and including doctoring footage mm-hmm. and announcing results early. Mm-hmm. And this is what they get. Absolutely amazing. I mean, it's a little bit less funny because haven't they walked that back now? And they're, they're like, oh, actually, maybe we won't get rid of the license there's no t- There's no timeline for it, which means right. it's probably not going to happen. Yeah, but. Yeah. but they'll constantly threaten it. And it's, um, when's, whenever it's up for debate next, it will, they'll, get, they'll just get less money or they'll just... They're going to gradually fuck them over. Like, there's a couple of things that the BBC are doing now which they'll just use an excuse. Hmm. Like, um, BBC have brought back BBC Free now as an actual channel. Oh, and that um, and when that is a catastrophic failure, they'll use that as another excuse about yeah. how it's a waste of money. Um, I will say that despite the fact that 90% of the money that comes into my house coming from the BBC, <laughs> I would say that it would just make me... I would just be happy with it dead. <laughs> it's the worst fucking thing. Uh, it's, it's weird, because whenever you're talking about the BBC, you are essentially talking about an idealised version of it. Mm-hmm. at this point and it's mm-hmm. like yeah I don't Yeah, I want a BBC but I want the version of the BBC that I have in my head not mm. the one that exists in reality mm-hmm. and that, yeah, that's a good enough reason to want to do that thing mm. but also not anywhere near getting that thing so mm-hmm. fuck it is that it? no oh no 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 we've got some great <laughs> ones uh, wearing a mask is like trying to keep a fart in your trousers I keep coming back to this <laughs> Week after week. Try to keep a fight in your trousers. So, Have you seen the music video? Piers Corbyn really a and video. a load of anti-vaxxers. Oh, is this the one with the Who are sitting on the tube yeah. train. And then they get... they One starts singing, Wearing a mask is like trying to keep a fight in your trousers. Completely tunelessly. And they all, no all like march down towards the person who's filming them down the tube train. It's like This is not a busy tube train either. It wasn't yeah. packed. And it, it's like, have you tried to keep a fight in your trousers? It does change the direction of it. <laughs> I, you would know. <laughs> I would. I am an expert. The voice of a professional here. Exactly. Take it from me. <laughs> it fucking absolutely does. And it's just that. It's just that. Do, who did you think this was supposed to convince? Yeah. You know, it's just a very strange, funny thing to do. Odd. Um. Well, we've covered this a little bit before, but the uh, the January sixth riot at the Capitol. That was pretty funny. Um, that was pretty funny. Fucking a group of people dressed as shamans and operators, cosplaying as like Call of Duty characters, protest outside the Capitol building and get in. Yeah, it went into the... Nancy Pelosi's office and stole her mail. <laughs> the most powerful stole a pair of her shoes. <laughs> the most powerful empire to ever exist yeah. on this planet yeah. by far the richest militarily the most powerful mm-hmm. has conquered every well I said conquered you know what I mean in mm. empire and that is present 
and up in everyone's business on every part of this entire planet. And their political centre got invaded by those people who then couldn't work out what to do when they were in there. Can you imagine what black power activists could have done in there? I mean, yeah, actually probably They all nothing. would have been but, shot on the steps. But they would have been yeah. shot on the steps. But like, I don't know, 20s anarchists. Yeah. 20s anarchists break into the mm. Capitol building and have that free reign. It's, it is very good. It is it's wild. Um, well, there's a reason why like it's always sunny to do a whole episode on it. <laughs> of being, it is very funny. It's... Yeah, it was ridiculous. the fallout has been funny too. Like the um, the the guy who voices Jimmy Pesto on Bob's Burgers got fired from that role because he was photographed like breaking a window Fantastic. to get into the Capitol. Well, it's like um, it was a thing that I only you know there's that um that meme going around at the moment of like don't ask a man his wages a woman her age and and yeah. then it'll be like um why so like and then it'll be a <clears throat> a thing like um. I'm trying to think of Tom Waits. What's he building? And don't ask Tom Waits what he's building. Or, like, um, or a, Brit- a British journalist. While that, why their parents' names are um, are in blue on Wikipedia. Um, but like that's a pretty good one. Yeah, actually. but one of them was like, really um, don't ask um, Chris Jericho what his wife was doing on January sixth. Oh yeah, he's a Trump guy, isn't he? He's a... Yeah, and his wife was there. <laughs> he's like, he's like, like a, he's in he's so a many cut Trump guy though, isn't he Canadian? <laughs> He is, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's an American Tr- citizen now, but Trump yeah. guys who aren't even American. I know, oh. I know. But he's he's sleazy enough to be an American. <laughs> like he didn't do those rock and wrestling boat tours on his SS implication to not be considered an American. <laughs> yeah, it just proves it's a class thing and not a uh, yeah, yeah, a, absolutely a it is. One hundred percent, absolutely it is. Um, just I got one quote from this uh, of, at the time of James O'Brien tweeting. I am so close to removing the asterisks from my swear words. <laughs> Uh-oh. The gloves are coming Shit. off. Oh, my oh, God. Fuck. Oh, fuck. Quickly, God. everyone, get out of the capital. You know, like, um, stories of the 43 group in, um... <laughs> yeah. In, like, and, like, I'm Vidal Sassoon taking, like, a, a straight razor to fascists in these... Like, <laughs> I'm this close to taking the asterisks off my swear words. Fucking... God, he makes me—he makes me feel physically sick. Next up, we have. It's because I oh, worry sorry. that I would have become him if I went to university. Nah, nah, that's nah, a I very specific. It's a very specific environment, and it's a very specific. He is my main reason. I do fear it. It's why I don't read. Didn't he talk about like he had a rage problem or something? Oh yeah, he did. He's done a whole book, and he's got—he's—he's because he's, he's um his new grift, his new thing, is he started going to a therapist because of um. Um, Brexit anger, um, and it's taught him about how being in touch with his emotions. He's doing, you know, like the Robert Webb thing of like, oh, how oh, we men are not, yeah, yeah we know. So we're learning how to, how to Learn, talk about learning emotions. how to be transphobes. Yeah. yeah, it's like it. It. I find it very men how to be men and women how to be women. Really <laughs> fucking progressive, man. I find it very hard when like, okay, I'm not. I don't live a working class life now, but I was raised in a very working class family mm. from working class parents, and. Most of the men in my life are perfectly capable of talking about their emotions, but yeah. now I do. If get anything, to, you could get, get to shut the, the fuck up about it. <laughs> I get the experience, experience of having Oxbridge graduates um, lecturing me on how uh, men are never allowed yeah. to talk about their emotions and how this is a universal thing. It's like, oh, get to yeah. fuck. No, 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 not absolutely not. It's, my dad's it's always an been a, like a loving, caring, emotional person who's talked about his, his feelings. It's an interesting topic, but like, yeah, it is completely projecting on, especially working class men mm. that. They are not in touch with their emotions, mm-hmm. and they don't have the right emotions. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, 
Next we have, oh, growing concrete. <gasps> oh yeah. Let me introduce. What about this? <laughs> Mike Graham of Talk Radio introduced, uh, interviewed a, an Insulate Britain spokesperson called Cameron Ford. And when the per, um, asked him what he did mm -hmm. uh, to, for a living, and Cameron Ford said they were a carpenter. Mike Graham questioned how safe his job was for the planet. And Ford replied, well, wood's regenerative, you can grow trees, you can't grow concrete. And Mike Graham replied, yes, you can. <laughs> and then there's a pause. One of the funniest pauses I've ever seen. You can't, like... You While the carpenter's shaking his head on camera. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, Mike Graham then ends the interviews by saying, um, that was Cameron, he grows trees, cuts them down, and then makes things from them. I don't think I ever want to talk to any of those people. Because his smugness had completely gotten gotten caught out like he's yeah. sold on his confidence mm -hmm. as much as he is the confidence of his opinions as much as he is the opinions himself and it just completely shattered but didn't they have follow-ups of like like he went on scientific studies of like yeah. so, here's a place where they grew concrete he did he then went on um, jeremy <laughs> kyle's show which i think was either right afterwards or later on during the day trying to say that he meant grow bigger as in expand like mm. that kind of thing but they had like a twitter poll and everything like is it true you can grow concrete and... Um, he also Well, he also tried to say, it, not only that's not what I meant, but also the thing I did originally meant, that's also true. <laughs> At the same time, and that he was going to get like a, a concrete expert on Amazing. to prove that he was right. The next day he got a futurist on, like a futurist technological <laughs> expert on to say that you like can... Like white guy, dreadlocked, small glasses, futurist. Uh, small, no, more like tech futurist, like, because um, they're not dreadlocked anymore, are they? Because they're, they're oh. short-haired, like... Amazon Basics uh, oh, yeah. uniform, work for an app company, yeah. something like that. Um, got one of those guys in and says, because you can grow stone, that gets turned into concrete. Therefore, you can grow concrete. And the Talk Radio Twitter account even leaned into this by posting something that was like living concrete made from like bacteria, which isn't concrete. And, <laughs> and, all, and also, come back to like portraying a carpenter as as like and like making a thing out of a tree, like he's hunted an endangered animal, killed it, and carved a chair from its carcass. He wanted to say, "Oh, I'm in media," yeah, which is ironic because, of course, obviously, Mike Graham has been in media his entire fucking life, and this guy is a carpenter, but he he had to portray him as like a frou frou climate activist, like a middle class yeah. climate activist, yeah, and it fucking incredible. Like you couldn't have plotted it. To go any better with that that silence, it's oh amazing. Next we have uh, Julie Bindle's war on waterstones. Uh, in October, oh noted turf Julie Bindle noticed something strange. I've checked in five separate waterstones around London. If my book is where it should be, in alphabetical order slash new hardback section etc., it's nowhere in sight. But when I asked if they have it in stock, they all said yes and got it from the back. What a disgrace! It also happened again in December. Uh, she heard from a friend that they were not putting a, her book on display because it was not in keeping with their values. Um, I assume when she uh, tweeted these, she thought, oh, I've got a good four or five columns in unheard on this. It's fucking great. <laughs> yeah. um, but just the idea of Julie Bindle running around Waterstones uh, yelling at retail staff for not putting her book out front is so fucking cringy, but so funny. I experienced this when I worked in Virgin Megastore and... I can't even remember what the book was, but there was some some author 
who wrote some shitty little book who was he was just going into every media shop in central london and asking if they had the book and when we said no he like literally stamped his feet and stormed out crying <laughs> um, See, and i'm just imagining it's just in that my head, with her in my head it's when you're working at the porno section of virgin mega store and I'm, i was like it's so some author my video <laughs> <laughs> it was bent over himself <laughs> Put so many stickers over the butts on these bend over DVDs. So many. Did you keep any of the stickers? Could you spot bend I used over to draw in a lineup? <laughs> Create new erotic drawings out of the stickers. <laughs> but yeah, that is is pretty funny. Like, it's like just it's like got that, it's got that thing of like, it's like do you need to yeah, be it's got that it's got that arrogance of a class Shut up. lecturing yeah. um service workers who yeah. have no control over what Waterstones sell none um expect like every Waterstones I go into I expect them to have every book <laughs> every book all of them I have if they don't have every single book don't you ooh. understand Suzanne Moore called my book quote important <laughs> Sometimes I have a cursory look at the Waterstones by my office when I when I go in, and they have such a small selection. They almost have like nothing of interest to me, and they that's just what these shops are. Got a surprising amount okay. of board games and Lego now. Yeah, that's the best stuff in there usually. Our, yeah. lo- our local one's got that hundred pound box of all the Akira manga. I'm really tempted. Ooh. Yeah, I like I like our local one because they've had the same staff for a long time, and they know my sweet daughter by name. Um, but like, but like their their sci-fi fantasy section is tiny, and I don't say that's because of an inherent bigotry. <laughs> but hundred pounds sounds worth it. Mm. Better than NFT. <laughs> <laughs> Next, we have uh, Keir Starmer's trip to the Raven Pub in Bath. Oh. This was where landlord Rod Humphreys yelled at him really loudly about lockdown and then had to be restrained while Starmer did that thing that he does where he looks like he's actually projecting and his brain has left his body. <laughs> it's so fucking well, funny. Like also, like, didn't the landlord yell at him and he's like, you're not welcome in here. So he's like, okay. And he just immediately went into the pub in yeah. response yeah. to that. <laughs> because that's what he was supposed to do. Mm. Didn't he say he was barred? Yeah, he barred him. <laughs> And I believe this was for supporting lockdown stuff. I think it probably was. The landlord was a bit of a uh, a bit of a. Well, the anti- landlord anti- was obviously a chud, but yeah. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. It's pretty good. So funny. The the landlord did definitely feel like the kind of guy that would actually have the pic have pictures of the people that he barred under the table. Yeah, yeah. I Which can like, see that. I've been barred from a couple of places, and it wasn't until like a couple of years later I was like, how would they know? But it did take me a yeah. couple of years to work it out, so maybe I'm not that smart. <laughs> you didn't, you didn't realise that actually the ban list doesn't exist. It's like a permanent record. Yeah, I was worried. I didn't or go criminal in, record. I didn't go. Exist. I didn't go into the Bull in Rochester for years. Uh, finally, we have uh, maybe a bit of an insider favourite. Um, mm-hmm. What's Bappin? Finally banned. A Twitter staple, if you don't know, mm-hmm. uh, Wasp Appin was, I think he was in the DSA or something. No, he's anti-DSA. He is now, but I think, oh. he, was, I think he was in the DSA at some okay. point, the, uh, the American organization. Um, it is an understatement to call him like a pro-interventionist. He makes Oz Katterji look sane. Oz Katterji really um, upset him, actually, at one point for saying, hey, you got to admit, Wasp Appin is a very funny username. 
is. It is. Um, when he just before he was banned, he tweeted, "If I am banned, fascism will win. We stand on a precipice." That gives you a a taste of of the person themselves. Um, yeah, I love. Yeah, I love that. I love that, that high and mighty. That like really like leaning into the drama, like know full well that Oz is going to be in it next year for his for his We Walk in the Valley of the Shadow of Death yes. yeah, from like two days ago. <sighs> yeah, but that's like but a yeah. personal funny thing. Um, yeah, yeah. What's, bap- what's bapping was good. Uh, Godspeed, you <laughs> you bap emperor. <laughs> what's bapping? Not bapping. That's for sure. Mm. Okay, so ooh, good so, quick rundown. So quick rundown. Uh, Sick. We have uh, Bean Dad, Transphobes Getting Mad at a John Lewis Advert, Femi and his Digital Piano, Havana Syndrome, Raphael Bear, made, uh, How Corbyn Made His Heart Explode, North Shropshire Calling for a Unity Candidate, The BBC Getting Hit with Cuts, uh, Wearing a Mask is Like Trying to Keep a Fight on Your Trousers, January 6th Riot, Growing Concrete, Julie Bindle's War on Waterstones, Keir Starmer's Trip to the Pub, and Wasbap in Band. What made you laugh the most? Raphael Bear's heart exploding was very funny. Pretty good. I like Femi. I like January 6th. Yeah, January 6th made me laugh so hard. Yes. I was laughing pretty hard that whole day. I have to say. I was watching that live. All those outfits. How are you able to watch that live and laugh? Aren't you like a... When you scared. True born American. (laughs) Didn't it like... Didn't it break you? Didn't you you fear for the end of democracy? Uh, For the purposes of my handlers in the US State Department. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes, it was very painful to watch. <laughs> but anyway. So we agreed January 6th was the funniest moment. Yeah, it's definitely it's, it's January it 6th. Had, it had so many weird little things. Well, all the pearl clutching of like, this, this is the most um, terrifying thing that's ever happened. Yeah. And then like the footage is just like a confused grandma uh, with a, wearing a fanny pack. The best end and like the, a man dressed as a yak. It was the best around. end to the TV series that was Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah, that is true. That is a season finale to end yeah. all season finales. Can't wait till next season. okay ready for this next one this one is the cast of saturday night live and one of the things that's really important to remember with this is this is without a shadow of a doubt the highest budget one it's probably one of the highest budget ones we've ever had on this entire podcast (laughs) Budget equals quality. It does. Just remember that all of these people are paid an awful lot. Most vulnerable now have some degree of protection. States in getting vaccines into their older population. The majority of baby boomers have been vaccinated. Have been vaccinated. Have been vaccinated. 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 Referencing a 25 year old Buster Ryan video. Oh, they're playing old people. This is worse than that rap song with 40 years. I can't wait till the Hollywood movie adaptation of this. <laughs> Think of the size of the writers' room for this. Yeah. Two million people. <laughs> What's this parodying? What atti- even what attitude is this parodying? I don't get it. Old people I, I don't get the vaccine. I don't think it was a joke. 
Yeah. Oh, right, okay, so it's old people who get the vaccine first. And yes. they're boasting about that. I think they're grumpy about them getting it first. Whereas obviously it should have gone well, to rich. Well, they're also you know like they can still get the virus and in fact oh, yeah. and die from you win that's what i got Okay, that is at least accurate on like that, that kind of hip hop video and raps that he's using. Yeah, but still, it's 25 years out of date. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, very out of date. I mean, this is fucking I don't know. No diggity era. <laughs> like, well, well, that's what the thing is. That's that's what the joke is. It's um, it's uh, middle class people doing a silly rap song but there's not actually any jokes in it because yeah. rap rap is inherently funny it's farcical yes. yeah it's also it's, very it's funny fun. that's yeah. the concept in itself it's also yeah. funny that's their portrayal of um boomers as like coupon counting um like those kind of people when it's like you know like boomers are not necessarily that thing as well it's they you know, are, like that's like most americans they're the ones who think who they're gonna live forever to try and survive yeah yeah <laughs> But then juxtaposing that with boomers all go on cruises. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's like you don't really know what you're it. talking about. And it's about even not, not even of like a proper satire on boomers and a criticism of them, like um, Thingy, the, um, the community song of um, Baby Boomer Santa, which is actually very funny. That's the good Baby Boomer song. Mm. Like that is because that satirizes one particular attitude, not just like boomers generally. Yeah. Which like, if, like that's wrong. You're satirizing people who have like um, those really like shiny jackets on and stuff. And that's not what boomers are. Mm. Like boomers are not like golf jumpers and funny coloured trousers. They are people in jeans mm -hmm. because they're the ones who wore it and they're going to be wearing it for the rest of our lives. I give that one six-year-old who fought in World War Two. I give that two hundred grand a year and two thousand writers in a writers' room. <laughs> I give that a um, I give that a two movie deal. <laughs> Boomer's got the vaccine, and Boomer's got the vaccine too. Back in business. Vaccine business. Vaccine business. There we go. Look at that! You punched it up, <laughs> just like SNL would. <laughs> Okay, next award. The I Wish You All Had One Neck Award for just just the worst person. Just the worst person. Uh, the worst person. First one up we have Giles Corrin. What can we say about this piece of shit? Yeah, um, um, our pop quiz at the beginning of Labour Party or... Labour or Fash. Uh, Labour yeah. or Fash. Um, it was going to be, does this come from a restaurant critic review or is it something that a neo-Nazi has said? Um, which, But they did quite quickly turn out to be just Giles Corrin reviews. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's important to just say just how much of a 
I mean, is. the the level of racism he is allowed to mm -hmm. to put into print mm -hmm. is genuinely shocking. Even in these jaded times when yeah. the quantity and quality of racism is much debated mm -hmm. in print media. Yeah. The one thing that stands out from this year was him uh, reviewing this fried chicken restaurant. Okay. Where he said. But I tend to think, yes, sure, white exploiters stole fried chicken from the black people they disenfranchised and impoverished. But look at what the theft has brought to white communities in terms of obesity, sloth, waste, high street degradation, dismal culinary monoculture, low pay, animal welfare atrocities. Isn't fried chicken, in a weird way, a form of race revenge? What the fuck? The thrusting young economies of West Africa now must surely look at a KFC bargain bucket and high-five themselves that their ancestors had the forethought... KFC run by black people? Yeah, no, all black people is... KFC, it's true. Mm. And high-five themselves that their ancestors had the forethought all those years ago to provide the means by which white culture would one day poison itself to death. Oh. This was recent. Like, this is, oh. a, this, oh. is this year. Oh. It is always justified to steal his car. It's ridiculous. So he's not only racist, he's also self... He's not only racist, he's also self-pitying. Um, he wrote a column in the Times, As a privileged straight white male, my days in the media are sadly numbered. As a middle-aged, middle-class, white, heterosexual, cisgender, public school-educated, British male of small C, conservative bent, I have had to accept that my days in the media are numbered. Nobody is going to be offering me any new and exciting opportunities when there are so many important cultural, gender and lifestyle quotas to be filled by more diverse candidates. Nothing to do with your habit of getting tanked up and going on Twitter threatening to stab older journalists when they mention... Your dad. Um, that's very. Um, it's like uh, it's like the the bizarro world of um, Homer. I mean, like I'm a white male between 25 and 40. Everybody listens to me. Nobody wants to listen to me. It's like he has a career despite being like a like not being qualified for anything. Hmm. Well, he has the restaurant critic. He has yeah. <clears throat> he has always had a column. He mm. has had numerous TV programs. Oh, yeah. And he always gets offered more, despite literally doing all those things. Mm -hmm. If there's any proof that he will constantly have a media career, it's that. Because I don't know how you get rid of him. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking piece of shit scumbag. Um, um, say what you will. Don't forever. Say what, say what you yeah. will. He, he really loves his daughter, especially watching her plump oh. little lips uh, suck um, Coca-Cola through a straw tenderly while on holiday. Most erotic vacation he ever had. I, I did want to mention, yeah, the Dawn Foster thing, which was really, really fucking... Like, oh, of course. Beyond the pale. Yeah. Just the, the tweeting literally after she passed away that... He was glad she was dead because she told him he had a famous dad once. Mm. The person who he owes everything to. He's mm -hmm. fucking scum. He's yeah. absolutely... He yeah, is the peace, worst Dawn. kind of scum. Rest in peace, Dawn. Oh, my God. Next. We have... Uh, <laughs> let's calm down a bit. Stella Creasy. <laughs> um, so, this year... Baby in Parliament. That was her thing. Yeah. Baby in Parliament. So she has a basic salary. She wants her. Ba she took her baby into Parliament a bunch of times. She yeah. took her baby to a bunch of parties a bunch of times, and was trying to uh, get the law. Get. I don't. Not even sure at this point what she was trying to get changed. She wasn't trying to get any law changed. She was just trying to get um, it to be allowed that she could take her baby into the House of Commons, like into the onto the main floor. Which I'm gonna just say, like, pull one out for her first child. She didn't <laughs> yeah. get any of this stuff off. Because
because that child was during lockdown. So well, it it's also yeah, not very yeah. hygienic. Well, also, just pour one out for her ugly first child. That child was when she couldn't get into the cabinet. Yeah, yeah. That's why the child didn't get the attention. No, she's not in the cabinet. But yeah. But there was no chance of her getting into the cabinet when she had her first child. Now there is. I'm sorry. Like uh, yeah. there's a there's a level there's a level here where I I I am always I do try and check myself to see if I, I'm trying to like be misogynistic about this or or unfair in oh, no, this but criticism. Like, but like she comes up a lot because she's our fucking MP. But like no no not about that but about the what she's trying to say. Yeah. The problem is the specific things she's talking about will affect literally yeah. only her. And even if you extend them to the rest of the MPs, you're talking about 600 people. Yeah. 650 well, people. But yeah. Hugh, you you got that Christmas card from her I this did. year, didn't Wait, you? It, it was like, um, I'm, I'll let you, hey, it was your card. Yeah, go right um, ahead. I, 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 it's gone now. But um, she, like one of the things that she was fighting for, that you know that's why we, we elected her, and that's why she has a GoFundMe, is to... Pay for her to make it so it's okay for mums to go into the house of the father, and that's like, oh, yeah, that's that the wasn't thing. That's the, that's the average like, mum. I can't think of like there is no one who voted her, voted for her because of that. No, but I, I mean, I think on the, there's a couple of things to this, and like, yeah, it is literally only to affect her. And I think we've talked about her like mo before, mm. which is if somebody at the time we were talking, it would be if somebody approaches her with some particular cause or political issue what she will do is she will isolate it down and say um actually it's about this and in order to do this in parliament you need to do this and actually it's about what i need to do in parliament because i'm in parliament and you're not mm-hmm. i am the only one who can get this and in order to get this done i need this this and this and it's like by that point and I, you know i'm doing all this other important stuff with like um domestic violence and all that kind yeah. of thing and it's like by the end by the end she's boiled it down so that it is really only about her Mm. It is really only something she can affect. And she hasn't made any promises to actually do anything. You know, like with this baby in Parliament thing, I think they did change the parliamentary procedure, which is like, OK, yeah, fine. But you're on it. You're on 80K a year. You've got you've got free creche mm-hmm. and nursery in the yeah. Houses of Parliament themselves. Was yeah. there any mention of free creche facilities or childcare coming no. up for anyone else? No, there fucking wasn't. But no, she's a feminist hero. Isn't her partner if a, she a succeeded, dad? Well, I her don't partner know, I don't is know what, also a stay I don't know I believe what he actually does. He spends a lot of time on Twitter. Yeah, he does. Um, but one of the things that she does, which is very aggravating, is both her parents are retired because that's how they have so much time to run the local Labour Party. Um, Guess where my parents husband, put me when they were working with my grandparents. Yeah. Well, she's got her, she's got her parents who live in the borough. Um, she's got her her partner. She acts like a single mum. Well, that's a very important media image to put out there, which is the second part of what I was going to talk about, which was like, there's an element where I think she understands where the Labour Party is going in the longer mm. term, and I think she's going into business for herself. She's making herself a, nat- yeah. a, a national treasure. But like, in what situation, in what world, would you bring a baby to the spectator party? Why, she did yeah. do that? She did do that. Yeah. You gotta Just... start him young. <laughs> You know, I just wanted him to meet Tacky before he died. It's just it, the 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 sheer like, if if she was judged on the efficacy of her efforts, no one would trust her with anything. No. So she's like big domestic violence MP. She makes a lot. Mm. She talks a lot about domestic violence and domestic violence shelters. These are very very important things. Mm. It's a very good thing to be focusing on. No support for Absalom and Abaddon. 
when when she talks about uh, the fact that she had to move houses yeah. and got put on trial for moving houses because she was fleeing yeah. domestic violence. None. Mm-hmm. Absolutely none. She um, turned up to the... She uh, put out on Facebook uh, when the Sarah Everard protests were going on mm-hmm. that no one should turn up, that they'd cancel the protest, the vigil, yeah. because of um, And then she turned COVID. up with cosplayers. Well, and then she, yeah, well no, no, she turned up and started supervising them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she said, oh, I'm making sure they were far enough apart. So Why she was you? she was saying that like oh we we got we uh, we were being naysayed by the misogynist trolls and then um the person who was naysaying came out um there was a lesbian couple um who uh, gave their account they went to the protest um and uh the uh, vigil was quickly hijacked by Stella who demanded a bunch of um a bunch of uh, um Handmaid's Tale cosplayers uh, go to the front in front of everybody because they need to, quote-unquote, make an Instagrammable moment. At which point this couple uh, booed her and left. Mm-hmm. Because that's not... That's not what that was. It's not about But it was her. for her. It's not yeah. about you. It's not about yeah. your career. We need, yeah. to, we need to make Instagrammable moments with cosplayers about this woman who was murdered by police. Mm. This and cool. Her, cool, Stella. Cool. Her complete like Thank lack you. of never contact me again. <laughs> I was that's I was going to say like her complete lack of ability to work out how Twitter works. Yeah. Like or name searching herself and then getting mad. Name searching herself yeah. and getting mad at people who quote tweet her and telling them not to contact her. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? I need this for important constituency business. <laughs> no, you don't. You're lying. I, you need that for tweeting Smith's lyrics. <laughs> what are you doing? And just, yeah, it's just the going into business for herself and, and really kind of trying to make a name for herself. Now there's a chance she could get into the cabinet and doing it in the worst possible ways with po- idiotic fucking policies that really only affect her. I think she will really only make life easier for her. She would be cunning if she wasn't such a dipshit. Yeah. Yeah. If she wasn't so, yeah, if she didn't bumble into things like that, she yeah. might be a fucking threat. But I, I think she's a, she is a terrible example of an MP, and it's personal because she's our MP, but I, I just think she's terrible. If I had any like conflict about voting Labour mm-hmm. after the Corbyn era, I don't have it well, with Well, no, it's like, Stella. even... <clears throat> I voted for Stella... Too you voted many, for twice. Too, yeah, too many times because of Corbyn. Mm. I'll never vote in Labour again. Even if, like, even if Labour were good, even if I was trying to keep the Tories out, I couldn't, I can't bring myself to vote for that no. one again. No, she doesn't. I'm sorry. Like she, she doesn't deserve it. And we might be mansplaining, or we might be a bunch of socialist bros. Mm-hmm. But you know what? We have political views as well, and she's terrible. She's e- utterly repellent. Even if I'm gonna grab my wife, and she can rant about her. If they were. But you know, I've already told her what to say. Even if you think we're socialist bros, I mean, she voted to bomb Syria. So yeah. yeah, she's yeah. she's not good. No. she's not good. Uh, next, we have. I uh, say, okay. So this is Kathleen Stock. Oh, oh no. Not going into a great amount of detail here. Um, she was this year's turf turf of the year. Of the year. <laughs> flavor of the flavor of the I'd say half a year probably mm-hmm. was constant headlines about her she was a University of Sussex professor who published a real dipshit book on gender. Nobody knew who she was. Uh, nobody really knew this. who she was and students were protesting her um, her views. Mm-hmm. And she started framing this as it was a witch hunt that she was trying to um, 
they were trying to hand her out and eventually she resigned and did the same thing she's always done they always do which is you go around all the unheards you go around the telegraph you go around the times you get all gather all of the very very rich allies including from the christian right and from the lgb alliance of which i believe she is now chair which is also the christian right mm-hmm. um Notice and... that all of these types, um, Greenwald, Stock, um, uh, Suzanne Moore, none of them are ever actually forced out. They all leave under their own volition. Yep. But I'm sorry, Adam, please. No, it's, no, it's a very important point that no, like, there was no defending her scholarship. Like, there's no, I mean, there's no point, it would take a million years to, to unpick it, but yeah. there are several good reviews and critiques online of her, her book. It's nonsense, baby brain shit dressed up as pseudo-academic stuff Mm -hmm. she misses out very very important Mm -hmm. stuff about like gender balance and sexuality and those kind of things and rather than actually engage in actual like debate over Mm. the particulars of her book she's framed it as she's another person being handed out yeah and like all through it was like repeating oh no i don't hate trans people i don't hate trans people when what she's doing is giving her fucking nuanced scholarship out into the world where it has actual fucking material effects and puts people in danger Mm -hmm. they've literally just passed a law in texas that says um parents can be investigated if they have a a trans child Mm. I'm sorry, your nuanced fucking scholarship and your fucking debate matter not a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, next we have David Baddiel. <laughs> okay, he's a, he's a slightly funnier one. Uh, all right. He has, he's really come into the fore in kind of the post-Corbyn discourse phase landscape bit thing. My man is a born poster. <laughs> he really is. Racism academic. <laughs> He's got this kind of like genteel, bumbling um, persona. Yeah. Um, but then, of course, immediately is able to switch into, I don't know, Jews on the left have been uh, brainwashed into thinking that uh, tropes about Jews being rich capitalist power mongers are real. Yeah. And, you know, I not my place to get involved in the Jewish community discussing itself and its its problems and its self-conceptions, but there are a lot of left-wing Jews who might disagree yeah. that they have absorbed that and, like, absorbed internalised racism in that way. He just... He comes out... He's got... He had his new book out this year called Jews Don't Count. Um, and... How many, how many, like, sources are there in this book? I know there are none. Oh, I... I, I there, there, were, there were none. There were... He did not cite any sources, very famously. <laughs> Um, but he'll use that to kind of weigh in on stuff like NHS ethnic monitoring forms, where he'll ask yeah. why Judaism isn't included isn't included under race rather than religion. And of course, it would have taken a Google search of approximately two seconds to work out it's because that's what Jewish people asked for when these forms were being put together. They wanted to be listed under religion rather than race. Again, I have no business being in the thing of whether that should, that should be the case, but like it's not hard to work out why that is the case. And there's yeah. always this, there's always this sense that he's in search of, like in search of an enemy. He's in search of someone to actually mm. come out and, and say that particular thing so yeah. he can prove his thesis. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It's a, it's an odd one. And at the same time, very willing to extend the benefit of the doubt to <laughs> people who he's friends with, for instance, JK Rowling. Yes. When the goblins anti-Semitism... Oh, yeah, he went to defend that. Or, or, or right-wing columnists who say that they want to fuck Nazis. 
Yeah. Who was that? Who was that? That wasn't a right wing columnist. That was a young Labour. Young Labour person. Oh, I yeah, see. Who was like yeah. talking about? She had a like her. She wanted to fuck Goring, was it? Yeah, she was. She was oh uh, yeah, it was, she, she, she was a bit of Facebook thing of like sexy Nazis. Yeah. Yeah, it's like they had the best uniforms. They're really yeah. sexy. It's one of those. One yeah. of those things. I, I, I would, I would never question Bedil's, um, uh beliefs uh, as a Jew, um, but I would question him being a true believer in this um, fight for social justice, since mm-hmm. he seems to pick and choose. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, some, you know, targets who are demonstrably not anti-Semitic with um, his buddies who generally are. Well, the thing, like, with the J.K. Rowling thing, like, J.K. Rowling famously had more control over the, um, over the Harry Potter films, especially the, as they went on, mm. um, than a writer would normally have because it was such a big success and they were willing to give her that, that power. So, like, in the books, they're not, the goblins aren't described as 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 bad as they are in the films, but she saw them and went, yeah. yeah. And when they had like the set for Gringotts and they had a star of David in the middle of the floor, she looked at it and she went, and if it wasn't her idea, she at least looked at it and went, yeah, yeah, I approve this. Yeah. So mm. yeah, and going on like previous things that she has done and said, <laughs> Kingsley Shacklebolt, <laughs> she's probably an anti-Semite. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm, I'm willing to say that she's probably a racist about a lot of things. I think she very uncritically repeats ancient tropes about yeah. those things, yeah, which I is what he has said, but does Cho not Chang. extend that. <laughs> does not extend that to other people yeah. other than famous people. Yeah, mm. yeah, exactly. Mm. Someone like so, for instance, um, there was one really, really egregious moment. I just wanted to describe um, that he did. So, in his, I believe it's in uh, Jews Don't Count. He brings up a um, a post that was a picture uh, that used AI to scan all the sources in Apocrypha and the Bible to create a re- as realistic a picture as possible of Jesus. Okay. Right? Um, a, a poet of Lebanese and Turkish heritage called Omar Saka put us up on his Instagram and said, um, oh, this is great. He looks like my family. Yeah. Because, you know, from the Levant. Um, Badil chooses to take this as a personal insult um, saying, you may notice this got a lot of likes, retweets, meaning on Twitter, at probation. People like, people like this. They like it because it reclaims Jesus. It says Jesus was stolen by white people and now we're setting the record straight and bringing him home. I think that's a positive thing. I really do. However, Saka is a Muslim who says that Jesus looks like this, looks like family. He's not just claiming Jesus as a brown person. He's claiming him as a Muslim, an Arab which, however you look is at he? it, however correct it is to remind people that historically Jesus was Middle Eastern, tramples on his Jewishness. And it's like, Ooh. it is that thing of picking Ooh. and choosing because essentially the thesis of a lot of what Jews don't count is, is when do I get the benefits of being recognised as a person of colour and when do I get the benefits of being recognised as white? Now again, this is a very, very complex issue when it comes to Jewishness and it's not mm. my place to comment either way. But the way David Badil wants it is that he feels that there is not enough specific representation that takes into account that while also having the privileges... Mm. Of, of the whiteness yeah. side of it. Do you know what I mean? And he's yeah. trying to square those things and he doesn't, he's only, he only, uh, he doesn't square them in a realistic manner. He squares them in a way that will benefit him and allow him to criticise others and other people of colour. Yeah. Mm. And finally, we have the worst person, Keir Starmer. Work, care, equality, security. 
these are the tools of my trade, and with them, I will go to work. <laughs> he sucks. Thanks, Kier. Yeah, he sucks bad. Kier Starmer sucks, like on a lot of levels. As well. um, yeah, he's grotesque. I, I hate him. <laughs> and, I, you know, like normally he's like, I don't hate many people, but I hate him. I hate a lot of people, but I really hate him. <laughs> um, because, like, Jeremy Corbyn, he hooked me in and got me giving a shit about the leg pipe and hoping that, and thinking maybe we could make a change in that direction. And Keir Starmer very much is the no-entry sign and yeah. just hammering it home that, no, you're wrong. The electoral politics is not our way forward and yeah. it never will be. Yeah. Um, you know, the, it's it's not just him, it's everyone around him. It's the the what would be called Stalinist policies of like just expelling people from the party. It could be the um, being elected as the Corbyn continuity, as a Corbyn without Corbyn. Mm. Um, and then what he did to Corbyn. And, yeah, yeah. Um, and what he, well, more, well, actually, I would say more importantly, what he did to Cor- like all the Corbyn policies. Yeah. What he did to his, his, pla- his, um, his promises. And how quickly oh, they those, all went those, out. The those went out the window faster than, than Biden. Yeah. Um, all of that shit. But then, with that, you've got... Okay, he might... He might win an election. But... He won't win a massive majority. And what he'll have is a throne of ashes. It'll, like, it'll be I nothing... Think, I don't think he can win. Um, I think he's too, too flaky and sweaty. I've, I, he is very flaky and he is very sweaty and his voice is fucking appalling and he can't really give a speech. Um, but I could see him squeaking it. Um, I think but he's like with that, like especially like it'd be really terrifying if he squeaked it because they would use that. They would use winning a winning an election but not winning it fully as an excuse to be even more right wing to win over even more Tories. Mm. Um, and Against it's just like, presumably a candidate that wouldn't be Boris and therefore wouldn't be the kind of divisive figure that Boris has proved to be. Yeah. He's like, just going to make this country significantly worse. It, B- Biden getting the um, the uh, endorsement of the Bush family, hmm. you know. Yes. Yeah. He just yeah. I I think like he could win these, but there's a there's a, there's an element where like all these polls all these polls going upwards are just like wafts of air pushing yeah. him up for no real reason yeah. for genuinely no fucking reason mm. he hasn't offered anything he talks about hard working patriotic families where what's the offering yeah. what is it what what why should they vote for you there's no offer to anybody yeah he's not made anybody he's not even making anybody scared to not vote for him other than by what boris does which if you replace him with rishi sunak boom done that's it that's your appeal gone yeah. you're basically the same person and yeah, like he might squeak an election, but remember, those even a mass, what seems like a massive poll lead of like, I don't know what he's on there, fourteen points, fourteen words, something like that. I don't think, <laughs> I don't think it's that. High. Um, it, it has gotten as high yeah. as 10, th- 10 to thirteen points, roughly yeah. in that range. That's not enough mm. for a Labour Party that is as far behind as it is, and with the built-in Tory majority kind of stuff in if you're yeah. using election metrics that's not enough to mm. form a government the Tories would still win yeah potentially so this constant like rebranding and there's this there's this air of him like I'm not sure what to make of him personally because like 
there's this air of him being a, a very soft left or centrist buffeted by Labour right maniacs mm. about him. But at the same time, like, there's such a relish when he goes in to say these, like, these things that are like, I am, I'm for business. I've only got three F words for business, which is prosperity, security, community. <laughs> and it's like, you, you must be able to see this sounds shit. Yeah. This sounds bad. Yeah. That you're not offering anything. I guess, I mean, the only thing I can think is that their perception is so off that they were so scared by what happened during the Corbyn era that they have lost their sense of what looks good and what doesn't. Mm. And it, it, it's shit. It's, it's right. empty. They haven't even got to the point where they're making a compromise anymore. As far as they're concerned, they are delivering the original Labour promise. Yeah. Which is this. And it's awful. Mm-hmm. Okay, that is all the rundown again. So we have, uh, going backwards, Keir Starmer, uh, David Baddiel, Kathleen Stock, Stella Creasy, and Giles Corrin. The Ooh. worst person. Corrin. It's Corrin. Per- in a personal capacity, Corrin is the worst person. Uh, you take his career into account, the fact that he succeeds despite what he does and still has the temerity to moan about it. Mm. Um, the level of racism he has is positively genocidal. Mm. That's literally... Um, Turner Diary shit that he put yeah. in there and he's so again it's that, thing, it, as well. it's that thing he's so dissatisfied with it Yeah, it's all so bad uh, that person was mean to me on Twitter despite the fact that I've got a well paying career that I basically don't have to do anything for yeah. it's all so terrible it's my burden to bear and to be so churlish about it is the worst kind of human being you can imagine ever meeting mm-hmm. yeah I would have said Keir, um, you know, also retrospectively jailing uh, black teenagers for yeah. uh, taking water bottles during the riots. Um, yeah. Ultimately, uh, I know, Hugh, we, we disagree on this. I don't see him getting into power. Um, therefore, no, he is. He has. He's really fucking done a number on the party and he's continuing to do a number on the party. Um, ultimately, though, he is sweaty and ineffectual. Um, Giles Corrin. The Don Foster stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. Despicable. He Absolutely. got everything he fucking deserved. Absolutely.